With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Long Talk Radio. With your hands lifted up straight. Say it like this. Take the limit That's right. It's the TTLO show at TTLOmedia.net. 
Looking forward to whatever emails we might receive on today. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do that as well. You can tweet the show. You can tweet the show at TTLO Radio. That's right. You can tweet the show at TTLO Radio. That's two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can tweet the show. If you want to follow us on the gram, follow us on IG. Real simple, real easy to do. Follow us on the gram at TTLO Radio. Same thing, at TTLO Radio, two T's, one L, one O. TTLO Radio is where you can follow us on the gram. If you want to follow us on Facebook, join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio is where you can find us there. And then the live streams are up and running. That's right. The live streams are up and running. Come on in. Come on in. Facebook.com. We are live on Facebook. Come on. Speak to your boy real quick. Facebook.com slash TTLO Radio. You can find us there. Come on. Check in. Let me know where you're watching from. I see a couple of people already checked in. Uh, Michelle War, God bless you. And Veronica Maneri, God bless you. Y'all come on in. I see quite a few other people on here, but ain't nobody said nothing yet. But when you get a chance, come on, say something. Uh, whoever this is on YouTube, you can keep the, we, we, we're not clicking on your link, uh, ma'am, whoever, spammer, hacker, whatever you are. We ain't clicking on, <laughs> we ain't clicking on your link. Matter of fact, you about to get the good old, um, boom, right there, blocked. Uh-huh. We're blocked in the city. We're blocked in the feet. Ah, don't do it. Okay. She don't never I can. Uh-huh. Your mic ain't even on. You talking about B-grade. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, but you can do that as well. If you want to, uh, those of you on YouTube, go ahead and hit, thank you. Say something for those of you watching on YouTube. Go ahead and check in with us on YouTube. Say something. Speak to your boy. Let me know where you're watching from. Uh, on YouTube. Don't forget we are an iHeart radio partner. That means you can catch us on your iHeart radio app. Just do a simple search for the TTLO Media Group. That's right. Do a simple search for the TTLO Media Group. Not only will you find the TTLO radio show, but you'll also find she's coming back. She's coming back. We just got to get it worked out. The Healthy Soul Talk Show. You can catch any of her previous shows. You can catch any of the replays from the Healthy Soul Talk Show with Dr. Kimberly Thomas. Real Talk real issues, real solutions, healthy soul talk. You can always catch her at any time. But then my brother, the good pastor, Harold D. Washington, you can catch the Kitchen Chronicles with Pastor Harold D. Washington from the Faith, Works, and Vision Church every Tuesday, somewhere around 7.15, 7.30. You can catch uh, my brother, uh, Harold Washington, and the Kitchen Chronicles. Always, always a good show, feeding your 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 hunger and your spirit all at the same time. Uh, so you can always catch the Kitchen Chronicles. Like I said, it's always, always a good time on the Chronicles. Don't forget, though, we start our week off every week with worship. We start our week off every week with worship. How do we do it? How do we do it? How do we do it? We start our week off with worship, with the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. That's right. Every Sunday, at 11 a.m., you can join Senior Pastor Daryl in person and the Birthplace of Gospel Music family right here on the TTLO Media Group. We are live every Sunday, uh, and we reopened this past Sunday. It was good to see a few people in the house uh, for that. It was good to see a few people in the house. We are always, always excited uh, uh, when that happens, when that happens. So we were good, 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 good to see some folk in the house. Also, also, 
Uh, that's every Sunday. But right after we're done with our worship service, you can keep on in, keep tuning in, because right after we're done, Faith Works and Vision goes live right after us. So the service does not stop. The praise does not stop. Join Pastor Harold D. Washington and the Faith Works and Vision family every Sunday, somewhere around mm-hmm, uh, 1245. You can catch uh, that service always again. Always a good time. Amen. Don't forget as well, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can download a podcast, you can find us there. Amen. Amen. And amen. Huh? So look, I am um uh, I want to do this while we get ready for the four piece check-in. And y'all already know the routine for the four piece check-in. It's real simple, real easy to do. Uh what church did you go to virtually or in person? Or, you know, virtually or in person, what church did you go to? Uh, who preached the sermon, what was the sermon title, and what scripture, what scripture did the, did the preacher, the pastor, the orator, uh-huh, the prelate, what, 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 uh, what scripture uh, did they hit you from uh, when, uh, on yesterday? What did they do? What did they do? What did they do? So share that with us in the chat real quick. We are looking forward to that. Uh, uh, we're looking forward, looking forward to it. Uh, Sylvester Campbell says, wow, I'm late, but I'm here. Speaking of Sylvester Campbell, uh, tell my brother, when you talk to him, uh, Brother Campbell, uh, my good brother, the, the one of the founders of this TTLO radio show, uh, Devon Winder. It's his birthday today, I believe. So happy birthday, uh, Reverend, Minister, uh, Devon Winder. Uh, praying for you, sir. Hoping all is well for you. I know he's moved down to good old Texas. Uh, I'm assuming he's still there. Uh, but we're praying that everything is going well for you, sir, uh, down where you are. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. So uh, I am excited as always. Uh, but look, I want y'all to come on and check in. Let me know what's going on. While wait for the check-in, we can talk about uh, some other stuff for those of you. I see Vivian Loft says Harold D. Washington. Uh, he preached. Okay. Uh, I know what church. Uh, what was the sermon title? I know what it was. I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. Uh, but I want to know what the what the uh, y'all tell me since y'all y'all was in attendance. Somebody ought to be able to tell me uh, what the sermon title was about. Let me know. Let me know uh, uh, what y'all was what y'all was into on yesterday. Come on, check in, check in, and let your boy know. But in the meantime, let me just do some local stuff real quick. Uh, in Chicago. Uh, yes, I believe it was on over the weekend. Uh, Illinois state uh, federal judge uh, locally, uh, an Illinois judge uh, judge's ruling has forced many schools Monday to decide whether to continue with a mask mandate or to make them optional. This is what the report says from ABC Seven uh, Chicago. It says an Illinois judge's ruling has forced many schools to decide whether to continue with mask mandate or to make them optional. Some school districts planned to keep their mask rules in place, while others made them optional. Last was on Friday, a judge in Sangamon County ruled against Governor J.B. Pritzker's mask mandate inside school buildings in response to lawsuits involving parents and teachers from more than 150 districts. Uh, Governor Pritzker spoke about the ruling Monday morning at a press conference on preventing expressway shootings. Governor Pritzker said the judge's ruling cultivates chaos and that poor legal reasoning should not take one of our most effective tools on the table, off the table again. 
I've asked an attorney general to continue to aggressively appeal this decision. Uh, the attorney general, uh, General Raul, Kwame Raul, actually, officially filed an appeal Monday morning. So right now, there are some, some people who sued so that their kids would not have to wear masks in school. Somebody make it make sense for me. And don't get me wrong. I hate wearing that mask all day in the building. It irritates all my spirit. But help me. Somebody make it. Somebody make it make sense. Make it make sense for me. Because I can't, I, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Make it make, it make sense. Or as, as my barber would say, what part of the game is this? <laughs> make, make it make sense to me. Make it make sense. Um, uh, so what, the, what the, some of the schools did in the districts is they did not um, remove the mask mandate. They just told those students who were a part of the lawsuit that they didn't have to wear. <laughs> so could you imagine what that was like today? If you was walking around, you ain't got your mask on and other people have theirs on. You already know that that's a problem. You already know that that in itself, excuse me, everybody, that in itself is a problem. I'm yawning over here like I ain't getting no sleep and I slept well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was knocked out. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I'm like uh I'm I, I don't know. I'm 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 over the mask thing, but at this point the numbers are going down and at some point y'all the mask gonna go away and all this fighting about masks will be over with. Yeah. What you got? Well, I I mean things are changing. I can definitely tell you that because I can tell you with the work. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 um, you know, we were on hiatus. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a lot of people didn't have to show up, mm-hmm. and just the core people. And now, like today, we have forty three people on both floors. Oh, the grand total was forty three. Okay, on both floors. And you know, usually I'm telling you, it's just seven of us. It's just eleven of us. Wow, it's just four of us. Okay, and everything. So today, and I can tell things have started to change because. Our um our kitchens and cafeterias, we um we they put the chairs back and the tables back. <laughs> oh really? And everything that said like don't sit here. Mm-hmm. All of those, all that sign, all those signs are gone. And then when I went down mm-hmm. this morning, this morning it wasn't there. But when I went down after getting off, they uh the building mm-hmm. had all of the furniture out as well. Oh wow. So everyone's, you know, everyone's preparing for the endemic, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> for the end of the pandemic. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I think it's going to be, you know, I'm not looking forward to the, all the cars being back on the road, but I think it's a good thing that that stuff is is making an attempt because uh, we got close before. And <laughs> but like this one, I've never seen it at this caliber where going fur- as fast, the where, numbers going where, down as where, fast. Where furniture is being, you know, put back. You know, you, you know, usually they're getting prepared. Uh, and I mean, it's beyond. Like you know, it was it was gone. Like the at the bottom of the mm-hmm. at the bottom of the building, there was. I didn't even know it was furniture there. So mind you, I, I started working there in October. <laughs> I didn't even know furniture existed until this evening, and I was like, ain't this something? I was like, oh my gosh, I could like I could just sit here and just wait sometimes. Oh, and wow. everything. So now I'm wondering how many pieces of furniture have been missing 
prior to me starting in that building. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they still have the signs out, like, you know, six feet here and everything. But, you know, just to even prevent people from sitting sitting there, mm-hmm. they had moved it, and I didn't even know. And but even in our office, we had we had signs on the couches and everything, like where you know where people could not sit at all mm-hmm. and everything. And now, and now three people can be like you know looking at the window and having lunch, um, you know, you know on the east east side of the building and everything. And I I'm wish like, I could look out the window and have lunch. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> It ain't all cracked up. <laughs> it ain't always cracked up to be. I, okay. I used to work in a nice be. building downtown. My my window view was nice having lunch, but yours is a little different. I understand. I mean, I, you, you got a good view though. I got I got I got a lot of views. I, I got north, south, east, and west. So, but yeah. But, but anywho, but I'm just saying, people are preparing for the change. And then my coworker said. Yeah, you know, um, as soon as the, I guess, you know, whenever the city mm-hmm. says it's okay mm-hmm. and everything, you know, he says a week later, we will say it's okay in our office. And then he's like, you know, mask, mask can come down. He said, but, you know, as right now, he said, as for him, he said, even after that happens, he's like, my mask will still be up. Okay. I think, I, you know, it, it'll still be some, there'll be those who will, it's just like when they, when they first started suggesting masks. You saw a lot of people with masks, uh, uh, with, you saw a lot of people with masks that even though they weren't mandated, they were still wearing them. So some people will still wear them. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of over the whole situation, but I don't, I don't, I think right now for schools, it's the safest thing, even though I'm in school and it's irritating. It's all outdoors. Let me do this four piece check-in. Vivian Lott says she was at the Faith, Works, and Vision Church. International Minister Pastor Heavy Washington, John 12 and 3, the significance of the poor, P-O-U-R, the significance of the poor. My man was talking about the lady with the alabaster box and the significance of the oil that she poured out. I can tell you what it was about because I was all in there. It was good stuff. That was good stuff. He preached that thing. That, that was good. Uh, Tariq, Tariq, what's up, man? Tariq Davis from the body of Christ. Missionary Baptist Church, where the pastor, the interim pastor, Reverend Isaac Austin Jr., uh, the circumcision of God's people, uh, Joshua 5, 1, uh, 5, 1 through 12. He says the necessity of Israel, circumcision, the purpose. Oh, he gave me the points. The purpose of the circumcision. And the third point is the New Testament believers circumcision. Let me get that. Isaac, let me let me go to Joshua Five, one through twelve. Let's get there. Let's get there together, shall we? Joshua five, one through twelve. Let me see what that reads. Uh, come here, come here, come here, come here. Come on, come on now. Where is that? Where is that? Joshua five, one through twelve. Let me get to King James first, so I can get all my Baptist people satisfied. King James. That's a lot to read, though. Uh, let me get. Let me. Let me get down to it. Though it says, and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites which were on the side of the Jordan westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, which were by the sea, heard the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over, that their heart melted. Neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. Uh, at that time, the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. Oh, Lord. And Joshua made him a sharp knife and circumcised the children of Israel at the heel of the foreskins. Mm. And this is the cause, and this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise. 
all the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war, died in the wilderness, by the way, after they came out of Egypt. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness, by the way, as they came forth out of Egypt, they had not circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people that were men of war, which came out of Egypt, were consumed. Because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord, unto whom the Lord swore that he had would not show them the land, which the Lord swore unto their fathers that he, uh, that he would give us a land that flows with milk and honey. And their children, whom he raised up in the stead, them Joshua circumstanced, circumstanced, ha! circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp till they were whole. And then the Lord said unto Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt off of you, wherefore the name of this place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept their Passover on the 14th day of the month at even in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land of the morrow after the Passover, unleavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Let me go back to this real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The circumcision of God's people, uh, 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 the necessity of Israel's circumcision, the purpose of the circumcision, and then the New Testament believers' circumcision. I like that. I like that, Tariq. That's all right with me, man. I like that. Uh, that's, 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 is it all right? That's good. Stuff. That's all right, all right with me. That's all right. Uh, Malia Stewart says she was tuned in to EMBC. And she says she was tuned in to the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church and singing Pastor Darrell in person brought the word, uh, 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 don't you get weary, uh, from Matthew 24 and 13. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That was all right, man. Now look here. We had a word was preached on yesterday. I was excited, man. I was, I was, I was excited. Let me get Matthew 24 and 13 real quick. Matthew uh, let me see, like one of the old preachers. Matthews, where the S come from, I don't know. Matthews 24 and 13. Uh, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same, huh, shall be saved. I wish I had some help. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. That'll preach by itself right there. I like that. I like that. Uh so, yeah, I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for doing the four-piece check-in. Uh, good to see everybody on here as always. Uh, I know it's a few more y'all on here. Come on, y'all. Still got time to check in. Still got time to check in before I move on. There is still time. There's still time. There's still time to check in. Represent your church house. Represent your church house. Uh, and let us know, let us know, let us know uh, what's going on over at your place of worship. Uh, the other thing, the other thing that we want to talk about uh, tonight, real quick, uh, was was uh, uh, oh, I did the mask mandate. That was it. Yeah. So the other thing, the other thing I do want to talk about real quick is it it is about to be. It's about to be this weekend. We can talk about it on Friday though. So we got two things coming up. We got Super Bowl Sunday, huh? And we got Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's. 
not Valentine's. Valentine's Day. I want to know what y'all are doing. We're going to talk about it on Friday, though. But I want to know what y'all are doing. I want to know what y'all are doing down for the Valentine's Day. I want to know what y'all's plans is, is for the Valentine's Day. Let a brother know. Let a brother know what y'all are doing. Uh, maybe I can get an idea of something. Wow. <laughs> wow. Why you say wow, wow like that? Why you say wow? Wow. You know, I'm not the creative one. Wow. <laughs> Why you saying wow like that, though? You Maybe asked, I can get an idea. You asked a whole, you, you snuck and asked, had somebody ask what type of uh, cologne for men, uh, uh, so, so you can t- t- turn around and get to get it for me. That was for Christmas. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, you, I couldn't go, uh-huh. through, I couldn't go through all my other uh, connections. No, 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 not not connections. Um. Uh, my my filtered conversations and 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 get said information. So I I mean I devise ways. You can't you can't be mad at my creativity. Okay, so I'm asking the people to help me. What's the problem? Really? Yeah, really. What's the problem? Really? Two two to three days before. It ain't two to three days. You got a whole but, week. But you want to know on Friday? I, but I'm just saying. About, about three days before Valentine's Day. Okay, you, we, we, we finna have this whole conversation on the air is what we finna do? No, we're not finna do that. Cause, cause what, you, cause, what I'm finna do is mind my business. Because <laughs> what somebody did say to me was, are we doing anything for Valentine's Day? <laughs> I did, I was, it was just a question. <laughs> oh, okay. Question. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. <laughs> don't be that way. Don't be that way. Oh God! Anyway, y'all, uh, y'all, y'all doing anything for the for the bowl? All that good stuff? Ain't nobody doing nothing? Cause look, we we gonna get up out of here early today. I can tell that right now. I thought Pastor Harold was coming through. Uh, I got used to used to him popping in, uh, but he did not make it on today. Uh, at least not yet. He did not make it on today. I'm trying to log into this other iPad over here because it ain't letting me. On tonight. Right on tonight. It ain't letting me. It don't like me like that. Uh, but anyway, anything else? Anything else going on? Anything else happening in in in, in the news cycle that I might have missed? Nothing. Nothing. I, I'm not talking about the shootings over the weekend. I just oh, don't. No, please don't. Not even gonna get at any. I just don't have the um. The I don't have a bandwidth for it, as they say. It's not my my. my mm-mm, I'm gonna look clogged up. Ain't gonna be able to work. <laughs> I don't have okay. a bandwidth to talk about that. Okay. Uh, so look, this is what we gonna do. We gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we are gonna jump right into. Today's conversation. Y'all ready for that? We're going to jump right into today's conversation. Uh, Why they're not coming to church. Y'all ready for this? Why they're not coming back to church and what to do with who's left. Come on. Why they're not coming? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I show y'all? I know you didn't see it. Let me get my, uh, let me, let me pull it up so y'all can see. So y'all know Stephen Thurston, he's been on the show. And it's it's hard trying to get him back on the show, um, but he has been on the show uh, quite a few times, and uh, I enjoy him. I enjoy his can the uh, his, his um, how candid he is. I enjoy his transparency. For some people, it's a little bit much. It's a little bit much. Hey, that's not my. You don't like it. I I'm I'm you know I get it. I understand. Uh, but I enjoy his candor. Uh, I enjoy uh, pretty much all of uh, what he brings to the table. I really do. It just I, I get a, I get a, I get a kick out of it. Uh, some people are a little too prudish for it, but I want to share with you all. Let me make sure I'm on the right internet over here. I want to share with you all. 
something that he posted today. Uh, and I, I just got the greatest tickle out of it. Uh, some folk was highly offended by it. Uh, let me tell you something. Stephen Thurston is a learned scholar of the Bible, a learned scholar of the Bible. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it uh, like this here. You might not, it, it might not be your cup of tea, and that's okay. That's okay if it's not your cup of tea. Uh, but I just want to, you know, uh, as soon as I get that off, all right, cool, there it is. Um, switch your cash, you'll be popping up in a minute. Let me know when you got it. Uh, but I just want to share it with y'all for a moment. Because uh, it is just a, uh, switch your cash, I guess, still loading over here. Okay, she'll be up now. Uh, I just want to share this with y'all for a quick moment. And, huh? So okay. So so let me let me let me put the picture into context. Let me put the picture into context. Let me put the picture into context. Uh where'd it go? Let me put the picture into context. So this was the post. This was the post. This was the post. This was the post. Where did the post go? Now I done lost it. I should okay. So here is the post. Uh the post simply says, because your words expressions can lose their impact and meaning when translated. Let me help you read your Bible better, right? Are you still sharing? You want me? You, oh yeah, you can leave it up. Not, yeah, yeah. It's not. You had the first, the first picture up. So you can't see it at all now. It just you'll see it once it turns over. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna put the whole thing back up. I was just reading it first. So then he says, um, whenever you read the text and you see Jesus say, "Oh, I can see why you said that." Verily, verily. Let me do it this way. Whenever you read the text and you see Jesus say, verily, verily, I say unto you, think about the image below and don't let American English sanitize his emotion. Then when you look over here at the, 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 the picture, he says, when I verily, verily, he says, <laughs> in other words, when I have to explain something to you more than two times. I know y'all are supposed to be real mad right now. <laughs> this tickled me. <laughs> I was real tickled by this. I was real tickled. Okay, y'all get y'all get, okay, we can yeah. take it down. They all right now. <laughs> this tickled me real good. It really did. It really did. I know some of y'all that's that's a little too much for y'all. I get it. I'm sorry. I thought it was funny. Uh <laughs> I thought it was funny. Anyway, anyway, uh, some of y'all real offended, and y'all going to be all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, when we come back, we're jumping into our conversation for tonight. Uh, I promise you it's going to be good. Uh, Why they're not coming back to church and what to do with who's left. Why they're not coming back to church and what to do uh, with who's left. That's our topic of conversation uh, for tonight. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll jump into that. But in the meantime, I'm going to give you this song. So, I, man, I'm, I, this song is, 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 is rubbing off on me. Uh, what would he say? Uh, featuring Tia, 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 Tia. What's the last name? Let me get it right. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. Yeah, what would he say? Featuring Tia Skipper. Tia Skipper. What would he say? Featuring Tia Skipper. Be right back, y'all. Two T. One L. One O. Hello. 
I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. What would he say? What would he say? Featuring Tia Skipper. That is the In His Presence Gospel Choir. Uh, that was Tia Skipper, our, our own Felicia's. Uh, she's that her little sister? She said sister. I don't know. Little or. Okay. Her older. sister. Her sister. Her tutor. Her teacher. <laughs> her sister, man. That thing is, I love that. I love that. I love it. It's, 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 it's a good, um, got a good worship vibe to it. Good worship. Upbeat worship. Uh, vibe to it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but let's jump into. Let's jump into. I was trying while I, while we was 
uh, waiting because uh, this uh, iPad was giving me some technical difficulties. Uh, I was trying to pull this article up over here. Uh, I know what to do now, though. Uh, let me do it this way. Duh. So anyway, while we're doing that, we got this great article that we go jump into. Why they're not coming back to church and what to do with who's left. Why they're not coming back to church and what to do uh, with who is left. With who is uh, left. I am always. Um, I know we've 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 been in the midst of uh, COVID nineteen going on. We're over. Uh, we're we're right at the two year mark. Uh, we're right at the two-year mark almost two years ago. Uh, two years ago in March, officially, two years ago in March uh, would be when the world, officially, at least in this country, uh, when the world shut down and people had plans on, on what they thought they would be doing after uh, everything had passed and, and, and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, but nothing, nothing uh, seemed to uh, move and we've been stuck in this uh, same position for quite some time. So I, I find it interesting that this article, uh, well-written article, Carrie Neewolf is the article, is the writer rather. Carrie Neewolf, uh, let me give you this. Carrie uh, Neewolf, uh, for those of you who did not know, who did not know, uh, if I can get his, uh, where, it, where did his bio go? Every time I start doing something on this computer, something else is happening over here. Just don't want me to be great. Uh, <laughs> okay. They don't want me to be great. They don't want me to be great. I'm laughing because you know why I say that. <laughs> while I'm while I'm pausing here, solid for time. Uh, I'm laughing because yesterday when we were listening to, uh, I was listening to W uh, W uh, to V103 V103 W. Listen to V103 yesterday. They were having all types of difficulty on the radio yesterday because they got brand new equipment, and for some reason uh, their stuff. Uh, was not working and i just i was amused because i was like well we ain't the only ones we'll be having the struggle ministry around here so it was good to see some other people uh some other people struggle a little bit uh and left it to and it also gave me a little uh, a little pause be like you know what sometimes it just ain't that bad uh, <laughs> so um yeah, why they are not coming back. Come on now, work with me, work with me. Let's jump into it. I'll get it. I'll just do it from this computer and we'll be all right. The writer says this. He says, you probably remember the predictions. Yeah, that's it. You probably remember the predictions back in the spring of 2020 that as soon as churches reopened for in-person worship service again, people would flood back into church, high-fiving and embracing friends they hadn't seen in weeks or months. Then the lockdown went from weeks to months to in some cases a year or longer. As churches reopened in a slow uh, regional checkerboard pattern across the U.S. and eventually around the world, the great return did not happen. Admirably, most, admirably, most pastors kept hoping. Uh, if they're not coming back now, you told yourself, then, the, then people will come back in the fall, after Christmas, when the mask mandate is lifted, when most people are vaccinated, after the summer break, when all the restrictions are lifted, once the kids are back in school full-time, eventually the people will come back. And now, almost two full years into the pandemic, with some states and regions having been open for a year or longer, the slow realization is finally happening. The great return to church has become the great realization. Maybe they're not coming back. Not now, 
Not tomorrow. Not ever. Woo! That seems a little harsh. That seems a little harsh. But 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 one of the things that I found, and, and, and I, I appreciate uh, my good brother, and, and Tanya, maybe we can check. I know you tried a couple times to, to reschedule him, but maybe it's part of uh, my good brother, Pastor Clarence Stores, has been all over this uh, for a while. Uh, he has recognized that there are some people who are part of some congregation that just are not coming back into the building. They're just not going to come back into the building or not back in the building at the capacity to which they were in before. And uh, that's something that we as, as leaders in the church have to have planned for. We have to recognize that some of these people have no intention on coming back to church. And I guess the question that you and I have to ask each other is what do we do? What do we do? What is the uh, what is the plan? Ms. Griffin said that makes me sad. I wonder why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. I'm gonna keep reading, but you tell me why. Why that why that makes you sad? Uh, the writer says this. He says, sure, some people left angrily because you said something, didn't say something, said the wrong thing about COVID, vaccines, masks, racism, politics, climate change. But that doesn't explain why we see this steep drop, uh, and it's even deeper than that. As depressing as that sounds, this isn't designed to be a pressing post. Can we talk about this? There were some people, let me, let's be honest, some people just look for an excuse. Let me say that again. Some people were just looking for an excuse not to come back to church. Some people were looking for an excuse, a reason, some sort of, uh, 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 as, I, as I like to say, raison d'etre. Some people were just looking for a reason not to come back to church. And this thing just happened to give them, this was their, this was their, uh, uh, their breaking point. This was their, uh, the, this was their excuse. Uh, not to return, and I guess for me, you know, what what for what for what purpose? For what purpose? What does that do for you? What does what does that do for you? Uh, for staying home. What does staying home do for you, uh, Miss Griffith? That's what I was looking for. She says I want to be back in church, but it's hard to get up every Sunday when we can't be together. We can't sing. We can't have fellowship. I don't want to sit six feet apart. Church was my social interaction. Wow. And and I get it. I get it. Thank you, Ms. Griffin, for that. I, I thank you for your transparency. Um, I get it. I understand that there are uh that, that that was a place for some people. Some people had had that was a that was some people's um and, and I hate to say it, church for some had become a social gathering. That's a whole nother conversation. We'll talk about that another time. Church for some had become a social gathering. Um but I appreciate the fellowship. And for some, the fellowship was very important. It was very important because that was your, that's when you, uh, you could, you could, you could glean from other like-minded believers. There could be some questions. That could be some things you wanted to see. People you don't see on a regular basis, people you don't see on a regular basis, uh, you, you saw them weekly. And you got used to seeing your weekly church family, and then to have that taken away, especially think about this, if you're single, if you're older, or just an independent person, this was your one time outside of your job to interact. If you didn't have a large family, this was your one time to interact with people. Uh, and that was taken away for a long period of time. Because I can tell you right now, Zoom just don't get it for me. Zoom, church, and sitting at home, I'm glad 
honestly, I don't know what I would do. And Tanya, maybe you can you can chime in. I don't know what I would do if we weren't a part of the media ministry. I don't know how much I could do virtual church sitting at home. I don't care how great the production is. I don't know how much of that I could do. Okay. What's your thoughts? My thoughts are, um, it just goes back, this is before pandemic and like, Mm -hmm. why, why did I start coming to church? And so start coming to church because yeah, it, 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 it is the social interaction and you, you know, and you're going to learn something new. Mm-hmm. And what I found out with on, on a Sunday, it felt like time, even though we're about to head into Monday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it felt like on a Sunday when you went to church, time slowed down. Mm-hmm. Not in a boring way. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it was just, you know, it was just a simple fact that you were around, you know, like-minded people and everything else like that. It was a refresher. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was um it was literally um I would say like filling up my gas tank mm. and everything, you mm-hmm. know, cuz Wednesday Wednesday I'm at a half a tank. <laughs> so Wednesday I need you know, I need some more. <laughs> I'll be about empty. But don't Right. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 like you said, if we did not have the the media ministry, mm-hmm. I I don't know what I just like you know the the times even when I was out before coming to Ebenezer mm-hmm. and everything, um, time went by fast. Yeah, and it did. And you, yeah, and, and you know, and and you felt you felt some sort of type of way because you know you knew what your not to say ritual, but you know, I get it. Your I get it. Was. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I'm I'm gonna go to church. I'm gonna do this. This is what's next, and this is what's next, and everything else like that. I don't know for you, but like for me, I like you know. I always feel like, you know, even, you know, even sometimes when, you know, because we're about to head into Monday, we'll be like, oh, it just feels later than that. But yeah. it'd be 6 yeah. o'clock, and I'm like, man, yeah. it's still it's, it's still, still right. There's still day left. There's still yeah. Sunday left. There's still Sunday left. Yeah. And, I, and I feel good, you know, it, it, you know, with me. I, I feel good. I'm not, I'm not, even though I know Monday's coming, I'm not in the that doom and gloom mood, you know, you know, that's when I went to church. Now, when I don't go to church, it's a whole, total different story. I feel, I feel some sort of type of way. I feel like everything is moving faster and I feel like I did a disservice mm. in everything. So that's just my take. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Like I, if we did not have, like, you know, even, even though we have been at church all 52 weeks. <laughs> Can you say that again? All, 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 all of them. All of them. No, let's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna correct you. All 104 weeks. It's gonna be two years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even though we have been, you know, Ain't missed a Sunday. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't know what I would. I know for me, I miss Bible study. I miss my Thursday class. I really miss teaching my Thursday afternoon Bible class. Like I and I know once the schedule changes and stuff like that, uh, but I really miss my Thursday afternoon Bible class. That was like my that was like my my deal. I really enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that fellowship. Uh, I enjoyed all of my Bible study students. I enjoyed the interaction, uh, the pushback, the pull, uh, the 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 uh, the light bulb moments that would happen uh, in Bible study. And we stayed on Bible study. We didn't go on nothing else. It, we, we stayed right there. We talked about whatever we were talking about, and we stayed there. And I missed that class on Thursdays because it was so much. It was fun, uh, and they were energetic, and they were ready. And if we were 
in the middle of a lesson. When we came back the following week, they was excited. They was ready. They took notes uh, all the time. They enjoyed having handouts and all that. I miss just being in that, uh, in that, in that atmosphere. So even though we haven't brought that part back yet, uh, I, I will be excited whenever that does come back. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, just I'm just thinking about you know when we're at Kingdom Light. It's just you, you never knew what to expect, even if you had a boring moment. Yeah. Know, and everything, but you never knew what to, you never knew uh, what was coming next. Like you know, you, you know, and I, I, I mean, I take it from the, the the point of like you know, if we were just, if we were just doing the, I mean, you did it with them, the the you know the the fifty questions and everything. Yeah. yeah. Or if we just had. Had a trivia night and everything. Right, even the Bible study trivia nights. It was always something. It was always engaging. It was always uh, fresh. It was always fresh. It was, it was that I I I sat through many years of boring Bible studies, and I, I know that I just would not want to put anybody through that. So yeah, even but, our young adult ones. Yes. Oh God, yes. That I mean, was. You know, that was always you know, that a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> that was always good. So let's jump into it. So let's let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. Uh, the writer says this. He says, first, we'll look at three reasons the great return isn't happening. Uh, let me jump real quick to what Ms. Griffin says, she says, and to engage with folks intergenerationally. And there is a good mix. You do like, you know, I, I enjoy, I, I, I would have never thought as a, as a kid in my mid, uh, as a teenager, and even in my mid-20s and even 30s, that I would enjoy being around seniors. Uh, I kind of had to learn to do it at, at, I think my time at Kingdom prepared me for Ebenezer. <laughs> my, even though we had some young folk, we had a good, a good amount of young folk at Kingdom. Uh, there was some seniors that I, that I had grown attached to. So it kind of prepared me when I got over here. Uh, so yeah, but you do, you do miss that intergenerational uh, fellowship. But the writer says, the writer says, we'll look at three reasons the great return isn't happening, and then we'll look at what to do about it and how to build a stronger future out of it. So first, here we go. Three plausible reasons why they're not coming back. Number one, first plausible reason, first plausible reason is, is this art I said I was going to do? Uh, why they're not coming back to church? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you got these points? I don't. I didn't. You went, you went, you went, um, Fairly quick into everything. <laughs> Number one says COVID accelerated the path of attenders, members, and engagers. COVID accelerated uh, the path of attenders, members, and engagers. Uh, let me let me read this part, and then I'm gonna jump into. Uh, nope, I'm gonna get y'all comments first, and then I'm gonna come back to the article. Let me get y'all comments first. Uh, Tariq says I can go over here now since my iPad finally let me in. Uh, Tariq says, where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? You got Felicia. Uh, where's Felicia? Felicia, 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 Felicia. Yeah, she's right under him. Got it. Okay. Uh, Tariq says, when state and federal government officials, when state and federal government officials to the church and the rest of the world that we were not one of the essential businesses, most of the church believed them, and they still believe it now. Woo! Tariq, I, I, oh, okay. All right, got you. Uh, Felicia says, I'm one of those people. I'm not angry like I was in the past years. Left, went back, and left again. But I am over the traditional church setting. No shade on what others do, but it just works for me. Got it. All right, Tariq, I do want to address you because I appreciate the comment. He says, when the state and federal government officials told the church and the rest of the world, that's what he was saying, told the church Mm -hmm. and the rest of the world that we were not one of the essential businesses, most of the church believed them 
uh, and still believes him now. I do want to say this. I know there were quite a few churches. And Tariq, I know, I know for a fact uh, that my late mentor, Ricky Guyton, didn't believe in closing down the church. I, I know that. I know it. I know it. I know it. Uh, and and I, I appreciate uh, Ricky's candor and transparency. Uh, but I do want to say this. I know that I am not one of these, uh, what is the word? I am not one of these uh, a conspiracy theory people to believe that uh, people were intentionally being kept out of church. I don't believe that the government intentionally kept people out of church. What I will say is this, uh, just like schools, and, and I'm saying this from a person who attends church every week and a person who is in a school surrounded by little uh, uh, infectious children <laughs> every day, that those places, because the buildings, the ventilation, uh, all of those things, those places are walking invitations to this virus. I say it from this standpoint. Here at Ebenezer, we had way too many people who got COVID here at Ebenezer. We had people who got it and were on their deathbed. We had people who got it and died here. So when we closed, it was necessary. It was necessary. Now, at my school, at my school, we've had several teachers and students and full households that caught it. Full households that caught it. I've had family members, a whole household full that caught it because they decided they were going to still have a trunk party. And after everybody was at the trunk party, everybody caught it. I did not attend. And my mama left before the person who came and spread it <laughs> attended. So she didn't catch it. But everybody who went to that trunk party caught it. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me move, let me move forward. Yes. People were still going to grocery stores. Yes, people were still, restaurants were closed, so we weren't sitting down eating at the restaurants. They were closed to sitting down. People were still going to, the, to Walmart. People were still going to Costco. I know so, at one point, didn't the malls close? Like the actual stores in the mall, because those places weren't considered essential, like, like clothing stores. I, I, for some reason, I do remember clothing, like Macy's, it wasn't essential. So all these places closed, right? I got it. I'm not saying church isn't essential. I'm saying we had the mediums. I'm saying we had the mediums to continue doing church without putting our members in danger. Walmart, Costco, Target, Jewel, Aldi's, Mariano, Samara Murphy, thank you. She works at Nordstrom. She says it was closed down for three months. Uh, those places that I named, those grocery stores, 
they have $100,000 ventilation systems, purification systems, air ventilation systems in those buildings. The church that I attend over here at the 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, 60653, this building is, I'm sorry, our church congregation, our fellowship is 120 years old. This building was built in 18, what? Something. Thank you, Felicia. Those places are warehouses. They made to circulate air. Everything is being sucked up and out. This building is 100, almost, is 100 plus years old. Over 120 because the church is 120. The building is, is built, I think it was built in 1890 or 80. One of them. They ain't thought about no ventilation in here. Let me fast forward. Most of our churches that are actual church buildings, unless you've had a major uh, uh, HVAC renovation, your church was probably unhealthy. Now watch this. Some of y'all had church and nobody got sick. God bless your ministry. God bless your ministry. Because I, I saw there were a lot of people who were attacking churches who closed, talking about where's your faith? Where's your faith? Because, you know, well, you, you, you ought not be afraid. Y'all, y'all living in fear. Where's your faith? See, the same people who say that, I would tell you to put on some, uh, put on a blindfold. Y'all pray for me because y'all know my mind is bad. Put on a blindfold and walk across Lakeshore Drive. Where's your faith? Because that's the equivalent of what you were doing. If you're going to ask me where my faith was while we were staying at home, mind you, me and this one on the other side, we were still in the building because we was filming the, uh, <laughs> and pre-recording the virtual experience. We were still here every Sunday. Right? I want to say this. Don't, let's not question each other's faith or say that people were fearful. Right? And, and watch this. I'll take it back to the Bible. You, you're supposed to obey the law of the land. Uh-oh. And we still gathered on virtual. There was still, the word was still being preached. The word still went forth. No, we weren't in physical connection, but the word still went forth. Let's go forward, y'all. Let me get into this thing. Let me get into this thing. Let me get into this thing. Number one, number one, let's try it again. See, Ty, I gave you a whole lot of time right there. Number one said... Uh-huh. See, that's all right. Number one, <laughs> COVID accelerated the paths of attenders, members, and engagers. The writer says this, for years now, church attendance has been on a downward slide in America and other Western nations. He says, pre-COVID, pre-COVID, in growing plateaued and declining churches, you could break down people who were part of your church into two primary categories, members and attenders and engagers. Members and attenders and engagers. The writer says this, think of members and attenders as just that, people who joined your church and or people who attended but rarely moved beyond that. Think of engagers, on the other hand, as well, members and attenders who engaged in a way far beyond church attendance. Engagement can happen in many ways, the writer says, but it usually showed up in four ways in engagers, people who served, gave, 
were a part of the community group and who invited their friends. If they were four for four, they were deeply engaged. And ultimately, if you had a healthy church, they were also transformed. During the pandemic, the writer says, however, new habits were formed. The longer the lockdown lasted, the deeper the habits. As a result, casual attendees and members who were not nominally committed to the church or the Christian faith drifted away more on why below, leaving you with mostly engagers. For the most part, the engagers returned. The disengaged did not. The disengaged did not. Uh, This is not entirely a bad thing. For years, he says, I've argued that the best way to grow church attendance is not to focus on attendance, but engagement. Christians who are engaged with the mission are, after all, far more likely to attend church. Disengaged people aren't. Engagement is also critical to discipleship. Jesus never said, attend me. He said, follow me. Oh, that'll preach. My God. This leads us to the second reason. Uh, the people who aren't back are unlikely to ever come back. Let's talk about that. Engagement. Engagement. Felicia says people got used to staying at home. I know that's right. Felicia said, I took my faith and drank right into that New Year's Eve party and caught it. Here's the deal. It's easy to have. I would rather have, and I've said this for a long time. I, I, I've, I've said this about me wanting to uh, direct a choir of about 85 good people. You know, I just want to direct a huge choir. But I enjoy preaching to a, a, a full house of people, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. But what I will say is this. I would rather preach to an engaged crowd of people than to preach to a room full of people who were just sitting in seats, just attending service. I remember, I remember, Ty, did you come over to the Silver Bullet Church when I preached? You didn't make it? All right. So I, did I preach more than once over there? Yep. Okay. So I preached at a good buddy of mine, uh, uh, um, uh, Pastor uh, Singleton, Harry Singleton has a church over on the south side uh, in the heart of Inglewood over there. Um, uh, the Silver silver Cloud. I keep calling it Silver. I know. I heard what you said. It's silver, I know it's Silver Cloud. Silver Cloud Missionary Baptist Church. He invited me to preach for his either anniversary or family and friends. I don't remember which one it was. It's a small church. Probably hold about 150 people. Guess what? It was 150 people in there. <laughs> It was a packed house, not an empty seat, and God, it was hot, all of that. But guess what? I pre- and they were engaged. Do you know what 150 engaged people sound like? Let me help my – I got some teachers in the room. How, how easy – Ms. Griffin, you can answer this question. How easy is it to teach when your children are engaged? I ain't going to get no help. How easy is it to teach when the people you're teaching – are engaged and their eyes are not glazed over because they don't have a clue to what you're talking about. But when they are engaged, it just makes the teaching and preaching experience that much better. Come on now. When they're engaged, when they're engaged, uh, let me, let me, let me go back up to some of the comments. I know I missed some. Uh, uh, Serena says, I will say some people really love virtual, but it wasn't for me. And, no, uh, and we're not knocking virtual because virtual has its place. I believe 
uh, what what COVID did was it forced people to 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 go that route because it was missing all along, right? Because here's the deal: you can't tell me if Jesus was present today, physical Jesus, that he would not be all over the internet virtually spreading the gospel using that medium. Come on, huh? Felicia said, uh, she said, that's it right there. People got used to staying at home. Yeah. So how do we re-engage, Serena says. I just struggle to be back in the building. My church home moved to a new location. Some people aren't back. Also, I don't have the capacity to do all I did before for my church, Sunday school, council, et cetera. Okay, I got you. Here is the deal. Here is the deal. And I'll say this to you. Don't worry about trying to re-engage doing everything you did before. You first have to re-engage you, right? I'll use the best analogy, the best illustration, and I'll use it, take it from the airlines. When you get on a plane, they walk you through the emergency process. The first thing that the stewardess tells you is, in the event of an emergency, when the oxygen mask comes out put your mask on first before you try to help somebody else why do they say that because watch this i could make be making an attempt to help you and dying in the process because i didn't do what was necessary for me meaning i got to make sure i'm connected and then i can help you because if i can't breathe and I see you can't breathe, and then I I decide to ignore my breathing and help you breathe, and then you panicking because you can't breathe. You fight me trying to put your mask on. I'm out of breath fighting you trying to help you put your mask on. Guess what? C C1 and C2, both of them did because neither one of them put their mask on. Neither one of them did. You got to make sure you can't go out trying to teach nobody nothing that you have not learned yourself. You can't go out and help somebody. How are you going to feed the hungry when you hungry? I wish I had some help. Watch this. Even, even Jesus, watch this. Even Jesus, when he would have the fish, the two fish and the five loaves of bread, those people came to hear a word, but he fed them first. He couldn't teach them but when they, with their stomachs growling. You have to take care of the immediate need first. Yeah, self-care on church. You're right, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. You got to make sure you're connected to God. Here's the deal, right? So y'all know these new phones. Let me grab one. I know the iPhone. Dude, the iPhone don't do it, do it. Can you charge your iPhone with an iPhone yet? No, you can charge your iPhone, a uh, iPhone with a Samsung. Right. But you can't charge an iPhone with an iPhone yet? I haven't seen it. I don't think they had that feature. But here is the deal. So y'all know with these good, y'all know I'm an Android person. Uh, Penelope Roman, we know you fake. Y'all don't click on no links from these fake people on YouTube. They not real. Uh, we gonna go ahead and uh, give her the block ministry. We're blocked in the city. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> but anyway, these Androids, these androids, these androids, if you call about her right name, she might have a chance. Uh, <laughs> these androids, these androids, these android phones can charge other 
Android phones, especially the Samsung. It can charge other Samsung phones. Here's the here, here's catch me for a second. <clears throat> My phone is at 24% right now, 24, because it's been off the charger. Matter of fact, it ain't been on the charger since yesterday. So my phone's at 24%. I guess counting in my car would count. But my phone's at 24%. <clears throat> if Tanya says, I need you to help me charge my phone. Now, I ain't got nothing left in here. Right? And, and we out somewhere. And, and her phone's about to die, and my phone got 24%. What good is it for me to put some percent on her phone when ain't nothing left on this one? I can't help either one of us. And then what happens is if I let her charge her phone off my phone and we out stranded, guess what? Now we real stranded because neither one of us, neither one of us, neither one of us have a phone. What I'm saying is I got to make sure I'm ready. I'm ready. And I'm in a good position to help some people that I'm in a good position. Tells the people. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. <clears throat> number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Again, again, uh, we're talking about today uh, why they're not coming back to church and what to do with the ones who are left. Number two. Number two says post-Christian culture. Uh-oh, she had time. Post-Christian culture is quickly accelerating further uh, further growth of the nuns and the duns. Let me read that again. Post-Christian culture is quickly accelerating further growth of the nuns and the duns. Let's jump into it. While data collected over the next few years will show whether this is accurate or not, my hunch is many church attenders and members in the years leading up to COVID were nominal Christians. They showed up and believed, but barely. Mm. Again, time will tell. But my guess is America greatly accelerated its move to becoming a post-Christian culture over the last two years. Everything from the political dialogue to the cultural conversation suggests that crisis suggests that, I should say. Crisis is an accelerator, and the arrival of post-Christian America came a lot closer during the last two years of crisis, which means many former occasional attendees and and inactive members would now likely identify with the nuns and duns, people who would say they have no religious affiliation or are simply done with church. The new nuns and duns may be too polite to say it right now, or at least to your face, but the quiet exit is speaking volumes and will be able to trace out with a greater certainty years down the road. These first two reasons suggest an exit. Let's talk about that. The nuns and duns. How committed were you in the first place? That, it, that does beg the question. How committed were you in the first place? Don't get me wrong. I understand. Sitting at home, you can get real comfortable. Sitting at home, you can get real comfortable. Let me talk, let me talk about it from this, from this aspect. Can I say it like this? At the beginning of remote learning, distance learning as we called it, huh? the Juniper Tree Church. Come on, Felicia. <laughs> It's coming. I'm waiting. Right, right. I'm waiting on y'all. I'm, I got to be out a major announcement coming about the Juniper Tree Church. I'm just waiting on y'all. Y'all been laughing. I'm waiting on y'all. Y'all going y'all to be excited for me. Watch this. 
if when we remote learn when remote learning started, I enjoyed it because I'm like, oh, I ain't gotta go to school. I ain't gotta be in the building. I ain't gotta be in the building. But then I started to see the effects of remote learning. I started to see students who would normally be okay be completely disengaged. I saw students completely disappear. Students that I would see every day completely fall off the map. And the reason I bring that up is, is because if they were just attending school just to be at school, what did you think was going to happen when you told them to sit in front of a computer for three or four hours a day? Oh, no, 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 no. I got you, Felicia. I got you. I got you. Here is the difference. Because, Felicia, if you decided not to go back to church, to the building, but you're still engaged, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. You're still engaged. You can be engaged virtually. See, we're talking about those who were in the building, but they were just in the building. When the world shut down and the church shut down, they no longer were even, they, weren't, they, 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 they didn't attend, nor were they engaged. That's why he's talking about the nuns and the duns. But I hear you. I hear you. Because church was never about the building. I, I said that from the beginning. Because that's, that's, that's part of our problems is that we've gotten, we've, we got too comfortable in the building. We got too comfortable in the building. And I can tell some of y'all real quick, and I know this is probably going to make some folk not real happy. Some of us don't need buildings. Mm, my God, today, I know that just ain't going to sit well with some folk. I know some of y'all has been around for 353 years, and, and y'all still got members that's 237 years old, but some of y'all don't need no building. Some of y'all don't need no. Some places no longer need buildings because the building has become more important than the people. Let me say that again. The building has become more important than the people. You pour more money into the building. You pour more resources into the building. Come on now. Into the building than you do into God's people. Don't get me wrong. I like coming to a building. I'm not saying that. I like coming to a building. Let me be clear. I enjoy coming to a building. But how much money? Think about, think about, I, I, I appreciate my brother. Uh, I wish he was on here tonight. We got to get Keith on the show. Back on the show. My brother, Keith Gordon, his, his church, uh, Love of Christ, Love of Christ Church on the south side of Chicago. They ran out of school. Um, Love of Christ Church. Uh, they have their school. They have their they have their um, their church service in a auditorium at a local grammar school. I don't I don't know if they're still doing it or not. But when the world shut down, they went virtual only. <laughs> Come on, Tariq. When the world shut down, they went virtual only. But this is what they did. I'm just gonna throw out a number. I'm not giving out their business. But let's just say they were spending $1,500 a week to rent out this auditorium from this school. 
$1,500 a week to rent an auditorium from a school. I'm sorry. Let's do some simple math. That's $6,000 a month to rent out a school. Guess what they did with the money that they were able to set aside? They already were saving money by not having a building. They were already saving money by not having a building. They were able to save major money. But they've done some great things mission-wise, discipleship-wise, teaching-wise, community-wise. They've had feedings and, and clothing drives. I mean, major, major things they've done because they didn't have this great overhead. And then because they were able to save these, this money over the last two years, they've been able to stack money, resources, for helping people, not to make nobody rich, not to increase no salaries, but to help people. Some churches, their buildings have become anchors around their necks, yokes around their necks. Because every focus turns into we got to keep the building, especially those who still have mortgages. I want, I would love, I know we live in Chicago, so we couldn't do it. Here's what I wish, what I wish could happen. And I think I told Tynus the other day, all of these vacant lots in the city, I wish some churches when the, when the, when the weather breaks, when we get to like April and we know it's going to be 60 and that's it, where some churches could come together and pitch some tents in some random lots and just have service and not be constrained to your building, not worrying about turning on your lights uh, 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 and not worry about all of that craziness and just be a part of the worship where folks would just drive up and worship, where folks would just come and they would see somebody having service and they would just show up and, and join in because it was there. I just think that would be awesome. Uh, 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 Felicia says, don't need building. <laughs> she says, I also think the, uh, the pandemic allowed churches to reorganize and get rid of the fluff and focus on what's important. Oh, yeah, Felicia, we found out real quick. We used to be, you know, we still got, we still have, you know, Sunday school, or as uh, Michael Henderson calls it, church school. <laughs> we still have Sunday school. But people will be, our church started at, service started at 1045. Y'all remember this? Service started at 1045 when we were pre-pandemic. 1045. We would still be in service at 115, 130. Let's do the math, shall we? 1045 to 1145. 1145 to 1245, 1245 to 130. That's almost three hours. And that's just for church service. That ain't counting the folk who had to be here for Sunday school at nine o'clock. So you can tack on another hour, two, three hours. 
what we found out when this pandemic hit was that church service does not require two and a half hours for service. It don't require that. What we found out is we can start at 11. And truth be told, sometimes we done by 12.15. Sometimes we done by 12.15. Now, sometimes we get tw- we hit that 12.30 mark, but we're done at 12.30. You out of here in 90. If you still have the 90 minutes, it's because you want to be. Because the benediction, now unto him, it doesn't happen. The benediction done came and went. Only reason you still here because you're trying to figure out what you're going to eat or where y'all going to break bread. Other than that, service is over. Church is out. The lights is off. Camera's off. Microphone shut down. Come on now. I wish I had some help. It don't take two and a half hours. Hours when we stop really fellowship. I mean, like, I would call it intermission. Mm. When When it's time for the when it's time to do the tithes and offerings, so, you know, of course, everybody got to get up. When we would greet the visitors. We greet the visitors. The, the, all these short intermissions. Yeah. Made church a little bit longer. Go go, go and hug someone you ain't hugged before and everything else like that. The only thing that we haven't been able to do is an altar call. And you might add another 20 minutes when that's feasible to do again. I feel my petty spirit coming. Okay, it's real petty. Real petty. You, you know, if you stay petty, you ain't got to get petty. <laughs> I feel my petty spirit coming. Can I share my petty spirit? Go ahead. I'm mad you got up and got yourself a snack and my stomach over here grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh Let me tell you, I was she creeped around the other side of this camera, went over here to a little snack box, got her a snack. She over there chewing real good, bag rattling, and my stomach go, my big intestines is eating my little intestines in here right now. I had to just share that with y'all real quick. I, just, I know I tell too much. I just had to say it. I just had to say it. Didn't throw me a crumb, didn't say, here, here go a raisin off a roll me a raisin you cookie. You didn't say nothing. Huh? You always say They can hear my stomach grinding on the radio. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Help me. Help me, Holy Ghost. Come on. Number three. Number three. <laughs> you know I'm like a kid. I got to eat every two hours. <laughs> number three. Number three. Number three. We almost done. Number three says, we are. It's only three, right? Oh, 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 Jesus. What? Just that long? Lisa, <laughs> don't say nothing bad, <laughs> Hey, man, over there rattling, right. Uh, Number three says, shifting logic almost always suggests something else is going on. Mm. Number three, shifting logic almost always suggests that something else is going on. The writer says this. He says, by now, by now, uh, you've heard three to five reasons, three to five reasons why people who haven't been back aren't back all from the same person. The dialogue sounds like this in sequence. First conversation after reopening. I'm just not comfortable coming back to church until the vaccines are available. The following month. Well, sure, now I'm vaccinated, 
but I just don't like wearing masks. The month after that, yeah, the mask mandates are gone, but we're just not comfortable with our kids being exposed right now. A few weeks later, well, we haven't traveled in a bit, so we'll be away for a while. <laughs> Last conversation. I'm sure we'll be back. We just don't know when. Meanwhile, on social media, you see the same person at football games, house parties, and a restaurant every week. I ain't going to say nothing. Whenever you see shifting logic, it's pretty clear they're not telling you the truth. And it's hard to build a future on a group of people who won't tell you the truth. So what do you do? Do you call them out? Do you argue with them? Do you call their bluff? Nope. The writer says there's no point. They're being too nice to tell you they've left. In fact, some of them may not even be aware. Come on now. Uh, the consciousness level that they've left. On the conscious level that they left. But for all intents and purposes, they're gone. And now you're entering the great realization, where does that leave you? Ready for some good news? Starting over with who's left? The future isn't as bleak as it seems. You have a new church. It's just time to meet them and mobilize them. Here are three things you can do to help everyone who's left move forward. Let me read some of these comments. Uh, Serena said, I got to go. We need to figure out how y'all get paid for preaching for free. <laughs> how to set this up for us to pay for using, for using access to your time. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let me, I'm not, I, I would address that, but I'm not. I don't, I am not, and, and y'all been following me for a long time. I can tell you right now. I have never. I feel some kind of way, and this is just Dana. I'm not knocking because I got friends who do it. I got brothers who do it in the ministry. I I feel some kind of way about posting my cash app or TTLO Radio's cash app. I thought about putting TTLO Radio's cash app up there, but I feel some kind of way about doing that because it's never been about that for me. And I'm not saying it's not that for other people. It's never been about that for me. Yes, it costs money to, to broadcast this. I know y'all saying, well, it's just Facebook Live. You got to pay nothing. No, this equipment costs money. These lights cost money. All this stuff costs money. This, 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 the, the, the software costs money to get the little graphics and all that kind of stuff. Everything costs money. But I've ne- I just have never, I don't know. It, I just feel maybe, 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 uh, maybe I'm, being, I'm being stupid. I don't know. Could be. But with the other aspects of what we do here, we do charge for. We charge people to host their shows on our network. We charge people to produce their shows on our network. So I've never, I, that's just me. That's just me. I, I'm not knocking nobody to do it because I see people do it, but I got a problem. It, it bugs me a little bit. Because every time I see a preacher on that, on, on, online, they throw their, uh, if it's their birthday, you see their cash app. If it's something else, you see their cash app, cash app, cash app. And I know ministry costs. I'm not saying it don't cost. But if, if, if every time I go live, I got to put my cash app up, then, then maybe I need to stop going live. Because if, if, I don't know. Maybe I've just been blessed and I ain't going to trip. Huh? Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Because we, we got a few minutes left. Uh, here we go, here we go, here we go. So here we go. Three things you can do to help everyone who's left move forward. Number one, focus on the people who stayed, not the people who left. Uh-oh. Focus on the people who stayed, 
not the people who left. The writer says this, sure, half your volunteers didn't come back, but some of them did. Some of your donors bailed on you, but not all of them. And some people left, but others are inviting new people regularly. So, refocus. Rather than focusing on the people you've lost, focus on the people who stayed. We've all been at parties where the person we're talking to keeps looking past us to see if so-and-so has arrived. And you and I both know that feels terrible. Don't be that leader. Focus on who's with you, not who's left. Get to know them better. Celebrate them. Disciple them. Encourage them. Engage the people who have engaged with your mission. Make them feel special because they are. And get on with the mission. That's why they stuck around. Get moving. You can, yeah, like Misha said, say it again. <laughs> Stop focusing on the people that left. Yep. I, you got it's to. Like, it's like you mourning a loss. You might as well put the white bicycle out there. <laughs> and candles. Talk some more, baby. Oh, oh, as you eat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it, it. It feels it feels some sort of type of way when when you are when you know when you when the people who come regularly and they are and they attend and they are engaged and you look past them and everything else like that. That is that is not a great a great feeling versus the person who who comes every every other Sunday or every three Sundays and everything else like that. Who you saved my life? That's good. You did real good. You okay. did real good. That's what I'm here for. Let me say it like this. Of course you want to know why people left. But that can't be the focus on what you and, and trying to get them back. Here's the deal. You have to ask yourself, why were they here in the first place? Commotion. Why were they here in the first place? So you said you kind of low-key intimidate the people that are still that are still there if they leave. <laughs> right. What about if, the, if, if they left for whatever reason, find out, you want to find out why they left, that's one thing. But why were they still there in the first place? Why were they there? Were they there for some personality? Were they there? Because here's the deal. Some people come to church just for the music. And one thing the pandemic did was it exposed our music. Because now you did not, now, now, now you're, now, it, the pandemic exposed churches. You know what the pandemic really exposed? Ill-prepared preachers. My God, today, it exposed preachers who were able to hide behind great musicians, uh, drum beats, organ bumps, shouting music, all of that. Now it was just you. Hmm. Like y'all see me right here in my best nod. All I need is one mic. Huh? It was just you, just like this. That's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Just you. And for a, lot of, for a lot of preachers, we found out this was very difficult. And Felicia Rice said, people say, and it's okay. People leave jobs, houses, marriage. Yes, they do. And, 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 and the biggest mistake a lot of us make is trying to find closure. No, what, I, what you need to do is find. Because here's the deal. If they say they were Christians, this, this is not a case of the 99 sheep and the one that was lost. Let me tell you why. 
This one, because see, the 99 sheep parable deals with 99 folks who were saved and knew the Lord. The lost one was one who did not, who was not, who was not connected, who did not know, which is why they got lost. If folk who left your church claim that they were saved, they not lost. They just are no longer part of your fellowship. Your job as a preacher, as a pastor, as an evangelist, as a disciple, is to go ye therefore. You're supposed to go out and reach the lost, those that don't know, that have no relationship. Our assumption is that those who are there, those who are members, our assumption, and we hope based on our teaching, and on our discipleship, that they have come to the fold and that they've given their life over to Christ for real. So if they do leave your fellowship, you're not concerned about them being lost because you know that you taught them and they're going to go somewhere else and get under somebody else's covering. But my job as a minister of the gospel is to go out and grab those who do not know the Lord in the pardon of their sin. She said, Felicia said, I always heard about that sheep. I've always heard pastors say, I'm not leaving the 99 for the one. I was always confused. And that, and, 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 and Felicia, I told you, I, I said this a while back. I said this a while back on, uh, on, on a Facebook post a while back. Uh, I think we, 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 we confuse ourselves a lot uh, when it comes to that. That's I, I, I've read that scripture uh, probably uh, hundreds of times hundreds of times and it never really hit me until I was reading it again and I was like oh wait a minute hold on this hit different now because it does hit different it, it, because I, I had to think about it uh it's 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 not one of those things where where it's about the, the 99 we're talking about 99 folk who already got it 99 folk who already been who, who, who understand and know who God is, 99 folks who are, who are part of the fold, 99 folks who, who are, 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 are in, in tune with God. But I said this to some people a while back, the parable of the shepherd leaving the 99 uh, who were in need uh, to find the one uh, because they were lost. Uh, uh, it, it sounds crazy until you're the one that's lost. It does sound crazy until you're the one that's lost. Doesn't make a lot of sense until you're the one who's lost. And that's the part we gotta that's the part we gotta we 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 got we gotta get we gotta take hold of. That's the part that matters. The lost. The lost. Here go another YouTube uh, scammer. Can't even say his name. He clearly from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Allah, I'll walk by to you too. All right. Uh, pray for me. It's the one. Thank you. Thank you, uh, 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 Sister Murphy. It's, it's the one. It's the one. It's the one that is the, the lost. If you and your whole saved family decide to get up and leave the church and y'all say y'all saved, 
God bless you. Please tell me. I'll write you a letter wherever you want to go. But I'm concerned about your neighbors down who live next door to you who don't go to nobody's church. Who claim who who, who don't know the Lord? Them the ones I need to be concerned about, not folks who just don't like that they, 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 that 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 they that they can't get their way. Let me move on. Let me move on. Number two, number two, number two. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Number two, uh, 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 for moving forward with the people that are left. Number two, number two says, turn your remaining attendees into engagers. Turn your remaining attendees into engagers. 300 beats 3,000. Oh, 300 beats 3,000. If you saw the movie, you know what we're talking about. You've also got a crew of attendees who are not yet engagers. They're back, but they're back at the attendance level, which these days is saying something. Help them take a step. Talk to your remaining congregation about moving beyond attendance and help them engage. Baptize people who need to be baptized. Get people connected into community into serving, inviting their friends and giving. Not to over-spiritualize this, the writer says, but by the time Jesus died, most people had deserted him. Oh, God. The church started with 11 remaining disciples and a room full of people who didn't leave. And that small group was the genesis of the movement that turned the world upside down. Engaged people are passionate people. They know what the mission is. They serve in it and they live it out. They're passionate enough about it to invite their friends. Over the long term in a church, you can accomplish more with 300 engaged Christians than you can with 3,000 disengaged attendees. The disengaged group will dwindle. The 300 engaged Christians will advance the mission and never stay the same. Yes, only God can bring growth, but he uses people who are engaged to do it. You want to know why your church is stagnant? Are your members engaged? Ah, you want to know why your church is declining, why it's not growing? Check the engagement of your members. I ain't saying being engaged in the church gossip. Huh? I ain't saying being engaged in the church mess, in the church drama. I'm talking about engaged in the mission, engaged in discipleship not engaged in rumor. Huh? Engaged Christians will serve in the building and outside. Come on. Come on. Come on. That whole that whole section spoke for itself. Last one, last one, y'all, that we can get out of here. Number three says, embrace your new church. Embrace your new church. Embrace, embrace, embrace. The writer says this, as a leader, it's critical to grieve your losses. Don't skip over that part. There has been so much loss. But there also comes a time when you have to start celebrating who's there and imagining your new future. Now's the time to get on with the mission. The past is gone. The future is here. You can keep waiting or you can just get on with the most important work of the mission of the local church. Even if your church has restrictions like masks or capacity limits or you're still in in and out of lockdown, don't wait any longer. The time to lead is now, and you can lead in spite of the limits. That's what leaders do. What you may or may not realize is you have a new church. It's likely not just a percentage of the people who return that are populating your ministry these days. 
you have new people too, probably more than you think. Almost every pastor, the writer says that he talked to, including small church pastors, talk about new people who have discovered their church via online church, social media, or Googling churches in their community. you got to embrace those people. There are new people you can get to know. They're there because they don't, they're there because they want to be there. Don't ignore that. Your new attendees and yet unengaged people who have stuck around are ready for one thing, to be discipled, to be discipled. They came and they stuck around because they want something Christ and the church have to offer. Don't hold back. Embrace it. As you make disciples, guess what will happen? You'll make new disciples. That's how biblical discipleship works. If you start to move forward now, you'll realize what could be rather you could you realize what could be rather than long for what was. Your people will sense the shift. It's hard to lead people in the future if you're stuck in the past. So move forward. Woo! My, 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 my. Let me finish up with this. The writer says this. Let me just pause. This is good. This is good. He says, it's hard to lead people into the future if you're stuck in the past. If you move forward, you'll realize that what's ahead of you is better than what you've been longing for. That, that says so much. That's so rich. But yet we get stuck on, well, we no longer have, or we used to, or we had this, or we had that. You know how many churches are still saying we used to do this and we used to do that? And guess what? The same 25 folks are saying it. And they dying off daily, weekly. And you have to wonder, where they at? We have, we have um, a very older congregation here at Ebenezer. And, and seasoned, I should say. They live some good lives over here. But one of the things that stands out for me is when we, these people pass away and we do their funerals and their relatives show up and the church gets fairly packed, I often wonder why those people aren't where their family member's funeral is. I often wonder. And, and, and watch this. It has to make you want to look in the mirror. It has to make you do a self-examination. Because truth be told, you know, when we put on a brand new suit, we get a fresh haircut, get that beard lined up all nice and tight. We look real, real. We, we, know, we, we, can, we can look how we look now. We can look real good. But I tell people all the time, and I don't mean no harm, no shame. But, you know, before you decide to get your beard lined up, Put on that nest, that nice fresh suit out the cleaners or that brand new custom made tailor suit that you got. Stand in the mirror, bucket naked. Huh? I don't hear nobody. Stand in the mirror, bucket naked. That's you. That's the real you. I ain't the one nobody get to see but you and if you marry somebody else, your wife. That's it. Or your husband. But look at the real you. Take a look in the mirror at the stuff you can't hide. I think if a lot of churches started to look in the mirror, they would start to see the blemishes and the errors. And then you could start to focus on those things. You know why in the gym room, when you go to the workout, when you go to workout, there's mirrors all around, especially in the weight section. So you can see what you're doing. 
so you can see where you're improving and where you're struggling. So you can look and see. You know how they measure you when you go to the doctor and when, you, when, you, when you're in training? You know how your trainer measures you and weighs you because he wants to see where you're starting from. And he wants to set goals so we can see the progress. We can see the struggle areas. And church, if we really want to move forward, we have to recognize those struggle areas. We have to recognize what works and what doesn't. Stop lingering on what, if it don't work, stop trying to make it work. That'll preach by itself. It's just like equipment. Y'all go back and watch some of our old shows. I had a board that took up almost this entire top of this desk. And I love that board. I love it. it, it, it. (laughs) But when it stopped working, it stopped working. It was time to move on. And we took a lot of different routes. We went cheap. We did this. We went that. And then finally, we spent some money and invested in this nice little beauty right here that does everything. It do stuff we don't even use yet because I just ain't had time to do it. But you have to learn how to move forward. The writer says this. He says, I realize that this is a really complicated issue and doesn't take everything into account. A few of the lingerers may be back in the future. Don't worry about that. If they come back, great. If not, well... You've already worked through it, and you're on to the next phase of your mission. Everyone will be better for it. What are you seeing where you lead? What's helping you move forward? That's it. Move forward. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this message on tonight. God, we thank you for Kerry Neewolf and this amazing article that he uh, supplied us with tonight. God, we hope that somewhere, somebody listening, somebody watching, somebody viewing, got something from this, God, we hope that it sparked a conversation, that, it, uh, that someone listening forwarded or shared it with someone else that may spark a conversation so that they can better uh, the work and the mission in their kingdom so they can continue to do the work for you. God, we ask that you would just continue to move by your spirit in places, God, and give people some clarity when it comes to their mission. Give people some clarity when it comes to their vision, God. Give them the wherewithal and the foresight to continue to push forward, not looking back living, looking back examining so that they can move forward and not make the same mistakes. Now, God, we leave this place whenever your presence We ask for traveling mercy and grace. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, so I got to go. I'm tired. I'm tired. Huh? And I'm hungry because that little cookie, I appreciate uh, the people who made the cookie. Uh, She ain't writing, you know, she ain't giving us no um, check, so we can't really say her name. But the cookie was wonderful. It was wonderful. Bless them. Uh, but we're going to get out of here. Look, if you got to drive through this special city we call Chi-Town, uh, do me a favor, my brothers and my sisters, uh, keep your head on a swivel. Two T's, one L, one O, we out. With your hands lifted up straight, say it like this, take the limit
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 